Good morning. How's everybody today? Good. Good to see all of you. Man, isn't it so good to just um, spend some time with the one who made you, just to come together and um, to share time as family and to connect with our Creator. Um, just stand with us today. We're going to go ahead and start worship. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for who you are. We just bless your name today, God, and um, we come with humble hearts, God, just offering our worship to you, offering ourselves to you, God, offering our attention, our minds. Let everything we hear today, God, be from you. Let us learn something new today, God, from you. Let us be expecting, God, for you to do something incredible today in this place. We invite you here. We invite your spirit here today, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God. Here we go. You guys know this one. The sun comes up. It's a new day, darling. It's time to sing your songs again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be seen. some praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just one more time, let's sing. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Yes, God, we bless your name today. Oh, my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like men. Oh. 
Thank you, God, for that love. That love we don't deserve, but you still give. because he loves us. He's a good father because of who he is. And he loves us despite who we are. We're going to sing a new song today. The song talks about the overwhelming love of God, the type of love that seeks you out, that pursues you. Even though we don't deserve it, even in our brokenness, even in our sin, it still finds us. He'll still leave that 99 to come and find that one, and he'll rejoice.
There's no wall he won't kick down, no lie he won't tear down about you. Nothing in this world that speaks against what he says about you is ever gonna come against you because of who he is in your life. Man, I hope that does something to your heart to know what kind of father we have. Can we just sing that together? There's no shadow you won't light up, no mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Some of us just need prayer today. And they might be just around you, but let's be the body of Christ today. And if there's anyone that needs prayer, just raise your hands. We just want to pray with you. We just pray with you. Anyone here that just needs prayer, that just needs God to just speak, just heal or speak to your heart, just raise your hand if you just need prayer. And someone can pray with you. Anyone? Yeah, right in the back right there. Can you guys see the hands that are raised that are just... Man, going through things, dealing with things. And uh, let us just be the body of Christ as you sing that one more time. Just one more time. Uh, I know that some of us have lost family members this week. I know that one of you guys have lost your father this week. And it's such a heavy week. Let us know that it's not always easy. You know, it's not easy living this life that there's a weight, there's heaviness. And that we need each other. It's not just the place that we come. But we are used by God even in this, these moments so let's just pray. Let's just pray. Just with your hands. Love on them. Love on them. Heavenly Father, I just pray, Lord God, for this moment, Lord. You are overwhelming. And right now, there's people in this room that need your peace, Lord God, that need your love, that are bold enough to say right here, God, I need it right now, Lord God, that there's just something in my life that is so weighing me down that I need your love. I need your grace this moment. I need your healing, Lord God. I need your trust as I'm going through this. So I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray for our family, Lord God, and we take our mind off ourselves for this moment, Lord God, and we ask for healing right now in the name of Jesus. We ask for peace in the right now in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would intervene in this moment, God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord God, and we believe that you truly are the answer, Lord God. We believe truly that you can take care of us, Lord God, that it is in your hands, Lord God. So I pray as the weight, Lord God, is on our shoulders that you would give us this undeniable God peace that comes, that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You guys can be seated. Good morning. You guys are a lively bunch today. Good morning. All right. I know. Hey, parents, your kids are going back to school. That's right. Amen. Woo! Glory! No, just kidding. That's how, that's how we feel. That's how we feel. We're like, no, we want our kids home with us every moment of the day, every hour, every waking second. No, no, it's, 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 it's school time. I know it's a busy time for many people. For many people, it's just their last 
a week with their family before it gets back into some some more organized chaos. Summer's like chaos, chaos, right? And then uh, school time, if you're a parent, it's just organized chaos. It's a little better than chaos, chaos. Uh, but uh, just thank you for being here. And as the guides prepare in their offering, uh, I always use uh, Matthew 6.33. As, and you guys can come forward, guys, as we give. And, 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 and it's giving is just an act of worship. Everything that we do, if we understand the kingdom of God rightly, if we understand what this word is saying, it, it, Jesus is not saying that we just come to church and do our thing and do, you know, go on on our way. No, we come here to like, man, to be filled up so that God can do something with us. That we come here with an understanding. And I hope that there's a, a, a flip of a switch that happens that our life is for the kingdom of God. That our life is not our own. And, 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 and then when that flip happens, when we finally understand that our life is not our own, it gets so much lighter. I know you're like, what? I'm telling you, the moment we understand that it's not about us, life gets so much easier. And, and, and that's why Jesus says in, in, in Matthew 6, there's all these things that we, are, uh, that we can be worried about. And Jesus is like, why are you worried about all these things? Instead, flip the switch and seek me first and my kingdom and my right standing and my righteousness and all these things that we worry about when we are focused on us first will be taken care of John will be taken care of Carol you just flip the switch trust me with your life I you are in good hands not with all state with Christ right you're in good hands and and and, and let us just be, understand that as we and it's this struggle all of life is a struggle of giving our lives over to God we're like we were like, I trust you, God, you know, and then we take it back. If you have a child, they take it back everything they do. If you have brothers and sisters, it's like, okay, you can have that for a while, but I'm going to take it back, right? But in, in our life with God, just let it go. Elsa it, right? Right? Why don't you give Elsa a balloon? She lets it go, right? Um, but you, with your life, you got you to gotta release it, and you can't. The more you hold on and grip onto this life, it grips onto you. I don't know why it's like this, but it does. Everything we hold onto so tightly begins to hold onto your life like a weight. And the, and the way to release it, and I'm not saying just be, be like crazy and just throw away everything. I'm just saying, trust God with it. Say, I trust you with my life. I trust you with my business. I trust you with my children. I trust you with my hope. And as we give unto God, as we, as we trust God, he will take care of the rest and trust me on it test God on that he even says test me and see in that area and I, I pray that we do we trust him Heavenly Father we pray Lord God as we give in our offering it's just this act of worship Lord just like our voices just like our our minds just like what we do at work Lord God our whole life everything is worship God we were made for worship Lord God worship of you and I pray in this moment today, Lord God, that you would awaken spirits, God, that you awaken lives, you awaken hearts, God, and that people would encounter you deeply and that we, people would encounter your peace and need your peace today, that people would encounter your love, Lord God, and that the people would encounter your mission that they can get a hold of. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. You guys can those things out I just want to welcome uh, any guests here thank you for being here and uh, at Hill City Church and uh, just glad you guys are here and uh, I really believe that God is starting to change like not the direction but really leading us to mature up a little bit you know as as the body of Christ and uh, before I get into that I just I want to I want to just speak a little bit about what took place I believe yesterday in Charlottesville Virginia and I if you're not watching the news this is what's going on some of us don't watch the news because this is what's going on I guess and and, and I just want to um, I, as a pastor of as a Christian leader as a Christian pastor I just want to tell you what's going on over there is just sick it's evil it's evil what's going on that, uh, uh, of, of, and I, I, I do want to speak out against the alt-right and the white nationalists, the white supremacists, the rally that was going on. And as the church, 
know that that bigotry is pure evil that that violence that fear that people are trying to play into causing hate that's evil and God is grieved and as the church we should be grieved too when you see that we don't say oh that's them man one day it's them one day it's us right one day it's us and so we pray for our nation we're grieved for our nation and we pray for those who are standing up for God's justice as we should stand up for God's justice and we stand up for God's love as they were standing up for God's love and listen and this is the this is amazing because in heaven there's all nations it speaks of all nations in Revelation 7 and it says all nations with every ethnicity different cultures and different social economic groups all come together under the banner of Jesus worshiping the same God that's beautiful that's the church and I hope when we envision the, the heaven, man, that we envision all nations worshiping our God. It is beauty of what God has brought together. And that's the beauty of the gospel in action. That's the gospel when we see all nations singing in one voice, worshiping God. And so I believe the church can never be neutral on hate. I honestly believe that. I fully believe that it goes against the vision and the heart of God and that and it says in our God's Word from the very beginning that God made them in the image of God so as church we must be God's hands in the broken moments God's feet running <laughs> to stand against injustice God's voice for the voiceless understanding what you do and say matters and I, I just want to ask you this, and this is interesting because we have a pretty multicultural church in this room, and especially for Thornton, you know? And, uh, sorry, Thornton. You know you. You know you. You know Thornton. But I, I ask you, when you hear racism and bigotry, that you stand up against that, that you don't allow it. Sometimes we allow it uh, because people say it playfully, but men, make that a strong wall because the fear of that, the play of that, it, it goes deep into many people's uh, thoughts and it, and it matters. And I just, wanted to, I just wanted to pray for our nation for a moment. Just take a moment, think about it. As the church, be the bringer of justice. And, and what happened yesterday, that was evil, guys. And if you look at the pictures, it is like pure evil. I'm telling you, it's pure evil what's going on. And, uh, and, and God hates what's going on. And I want, I want to say it that viciously so that it speaks to our heart that deeply. Let's just pray for our nation. Heavenly Father, there is things going on. And I know racism has been going on for a long time in this country and in our world, Lord God. And it is, it is in the uh, disguise of racism, but it is the fear of someone who is different than us, Lord God. Even though we are made in the image of God, I pray, God, for those who have, for the person that has lost their life in the 19 that were injured by that automobile, God, and the fighting, Lord God, and the fear and the attack and the violence, I pray, God, that pastors and Christian leaders would be on the front lines, Lord God, and they would stand for peace, Lord God that we would speak peace, that we would be there, Lord, to catch people in, in these darkest moments. When people, Lord God, are feeling low on this moment, there is a light, Lord God, that is Christ. That is a light, that is your love. I pray that we could be that and that we would disarm racism, Lord God, that we would not run from it, Lord God, but many of us to run to it, Lord God, to stand for you, Lord, that we were all, that all men and women we're made in the image of God. Let that be something we grab a hold of deeply. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Thank you guys for letting me speak that. But if you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Man, we love the Word of God because we believe that the Word of God brings life and reveals Jesus. And Jesus changes our lives and He changes everything. Before we begin, I just, want to, I just want to let you know that we have been one year as Hill City Church. 
Yeah. It's pretty crazy. God is so good. Honestly, God is so good to us. I see the, the lives that have been changed in this place, not because of anything that I've done, but because God is faithful. God is faithful. And I thank you for being faithful to this place. Thank you for giving faithfully. Thank you for coming faithfully. Thank you for getting into people's lives. And thank you for being open for the gospel to change your life, to bring some transformation, to say, you know what? Maybe God is speaking to me in that part of my life. And I'm going to let God in into that part of my life. I want to thank you that we are on this journey. And from day one to today, we believe that Hill City exists so that people far from God would encounter Jesus, find family, discover their purpose, so together we can make a difference in our homes, in our schools, at our workplace, in our community, to the uttermost parts of the earth. The, the Great Commission is always going to be our commission, that we are going to make disciples of all nations, that we are going to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. And when God, God is changing our hearts so that one day we would move this message past us and it would go into our children, that it would go to the uttermost parts of the earth, that God would bless your life, that we could take that blessing and it would move us and it, that, that we could change the uttermost parts of the earth. It cannot, the gospel cannot stop with us. The gospel did not stop in Jerusalem. It did not stop in, the, in Nazareth. It, it did not stop in Galilee. Jesus took it. He gave everything his life so he could push that message because he knew that that message of him would transform lives. And what, what racism needs is not more hate or more, more anger. It needs the gospel that people would start standing up for righteousness, that the church would start standing up for a bigotry. And, and we, what we need is the gospel, honestly. And so everything that's happening in our lives, I, I would, please do not let it stop with you. Don't let blessings stop with you. Don't let God's wisdom stop with you. Don't let what God has put in your hands stop with you. That's the worst thing that we can do to believe that this Bible, this Bible that is about us, this Bible is about Jesus. Everything that is revealed in here points like a big arrow to Jesus. And, and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep on pushing this. We have a mission. Our kids have a mission. Our youth have a mission. Our adults have a, a mission, that, believing that Jesus changes everything. And, and we want people to encounter Jesus and make disciples. And making disciples is not for super Christians that have uh, Jesus uh, lower back tattoos, okay? <laughs> making disciples and encountering Jesus is for every person in this room. We are called to make disciples. We are called to bring people into our lives as a responsibility of being given the gospel. We, that's our responsibility. If Jesus has saved you, if we have got this message, it is, it is our responsibility. So today, we're going into our namesake verse, and I'm going to read, and uh, we're going to run right in. In Matthew 5, 13, it says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? And what good, and, and it's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Before we run into this verse, anyone like salty foods? Anyone? Yeah. Salty foods, anyone? You, you guys are going to get sick, high blood pressure. No, I'm just kidding. No, I love salty foods. I do not like bland food. I barely like American food because I think it's a little bland. But it's because I'm Korean, all right? If you don't know, Korean food is crazy, full of flavor, probably too much. You smell like it for days, right? You, you, you smell like at least garlic, onions, and ginger for days. It's like the basis of every food category Koreans make. And it's strong. And Candace, even if I hide it, if I ate Korean food the day before or like at lunchtime, I try to hide it because she likes it too. And I'm like, hey, babe. She's like, I can smell you. You, you ate Korean food. But I don't like bland food, right? Everything I believe needs flavor. And, and, and it needs enhancement of taste. And so now here is Jesus. And he says, you, you, say me. I didn't, okay, I'm going to say it. Say me. You have to be louder than me, all right? I know I have the mic. Me. So we 
are the salt of the earth. So any most of the time when you read your Bible, I know we as Americans, we read it individualistically. And when, when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, we say, oh, me. And when he says, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, we say, me, right? But when many times when Jesus says you, he means us. He means the body of Christ, that we are all together the body of Christ, that we are the, we are the salt of the earth. Salt brings out flavor, and, and we bring out the flavor of God. We enrich and we enhance. Everywhere you go, Jesus is saying, you enrich and you enhance. You don't just take away. You don't just take away from the flavor. You, you bring up. You bring up the taste of God in that place. And, and you make it better. Bringing God's peace. Bringing God's love. Bringing God's joy. Bringing God's flavor. Bringing God's truth. And we also know that salt is a preservative, right? So you put on, uh, you put on beef and it, 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 it makes beef jerky. And it costs $19 a pound, right? I was like, $19 a pound? I'll take it, right? It's beef jerky, good protein, right? But you preserve the w God's way in our culture. I'm telling you, we as Christians, as salt of the earth, we must preserve God's way. We must stand for God's way in our culture, in our families. We must preserve unity. We must preserve peace. We are peacemakers. We're not peacetakers, guys. We're preserving God's peace, right? And, but then this next line is super shocking in that verse, in verse 13. Yet, if salt loses its saltiness, what good is it? If we as Christians, as the body of Christ, if we lose the saltiness, the flavor of Christ, what good is it? If we do church, man, we do church well, and we, and we, man, we grow by the thousands, but we're not making a difference in our world. Jesus says, what good is it? What good is it? And then he says, might as well be thrown out. It's, man, that is a heavy strike, I'm telling you. If we are Christians for in namesake only, but there's no transformation that takes place around us, in our families, in our lives, he's saying, what good is it? Why would anyone use salt that isn't salty? Why would anyone? Salt is a transformative. It transforms. Salt is a transformed life, a life that's been renovated by Jesus. Anyone has ever done a renovation in your house, right? Yeah. Some of you guys, you guys raise your hand. I wouldn't because I would ruin it, right? You don't want me to renovate anything, maybe on Minecraft, right? But uh, this is a, Jesus it renovates our lives. He, 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 Jesus came into your life. He broke down the walls. He rebuilt you from the inside out, your identity, your purpose, the way you think. God wants to change the way you think. That's what actually repentance, part of the word repentance used in the Bible is to change the way you think. It, it actually means think again. You thought this way, you were walking this way, but God is saying think again. Think it differently. And he's renovating the way we think, really our whole lives. It's a new you with no going back. See, I've heard it, I even heard it this way. You know, before Jesus, sin could be fun, but after Jesus, it's sinfulness, there's a way different weight to it you can live sinfulness you can live sinfully but it's different now because you know the truth you can't enjoy sin like you used to because there's way more weightier because you know the truth of god in you and some of us we walk in different sinfulness of our lives and it's such a weight and and jesus is saying then take that off trust me even with that and what it's saying is if jesus changes everything you can no longer live the same. The whole point of your life has changed. You're not adding new rooms or new areas to your life. You're renovating everything. And if that's not the, what you want, you don't want Jesus. I'm just being real serious. Because I think we give lightweight Christianity sometimes. You can have a little Jesus to have a little that. No. He, no one can serve two masters. No one can play both worlds. You, it will crush you. It will crush you. 
Jesus is not, is not playing. He's not, he's not saying, oh, you can, you can be captain too. Here's a hat. No. He's saying, that's, that, that's my steering wheel. That's my steering wheel. There, we cannot serve in both ways. Either God is God or you're God. If Jesus is so much like you, if God seems to like everything you like, then you're probably God. Right? If God seems just like you and everything you're doing is cool, then you're God. Is God God or are we God? That's what he's saying here. But where there is belief but no transformation, what good is it? It's not really salt. It just looks like salt. It talks like salt, but it's not salt. There's no change, no flavor change, no boldness, no enriching, no enhancing, no transformation. And Jesus once again says that's not the Christian life. It's just some kind of salt alternative. And I just want us to check our, our salvation. I know God gives us salvation. We think salvation is just believing, right? Oh, I believe now. Yay, me, right? No, it goes far past that. Salvation is allegiance to Christ. It's to say, if you, if the cross is for real and you died for me, that God himself loved me and he died for me, then you deserve everything in me. You deserve everything. And Jesus is like, man, if you would truly understand that, there would be so much joy. He's not trying to keep away things in your life. He's trying to fill your life with something that is so much greater. And I love what C.S. Lewis says. He says, we play with mud pies when there's a feast waiting for us. We're so, we're so okay with just the life that is just filled with, you know, being caught up in the wrong things. When God has a whole world, a whole life, a whole different way of living that is so fulfilling for you, a full life for you, if you would just get a hold of it, if I would just hold of it, but we all, me included, get caught up playing with mud patties, right, in the, in, in the dirt when God has a feast waiting for us. Will we trust God with our lives? I'm asking you, will you trust God with your life the way we handle our, our lives, our children, our finances, our influence, our goals. This is a good way to just check yourself. Have, is any of your goals filled with godly things the way God would lead you? I, and some of us write goals about our life. I want a bigger house, a better this, a better that. Are any of those goals redemptive? Are any of those goals filled with the gospel? Do you know what I'm talking about? Because there's an American Christianity way of thinking, and then there's being salt. There's being salt. And salt is a whole different thing. And I'm not here to bring condemnation, but I am here to bring the weight. I am here to put some weight on us that will one day set us free if we trust Christ. And that's what it does. We can Facebook all we want, and that's why it drives me crazy about virtue and morality, about bringing God back to America. But if we are not doing it in our lives, we are saltless salt. And it says in, the, in verse 13 that we will be mocked. And truly, that's what goes on, isn't it? The, the Christian way, the Christian life begins to be mocked because we're salt alternatives. And people are looking for salt, flavor. If there is no transformation, who cares? And it doesn't affect our world. There has to be transformation within us. And listen, if salt is transformation within, then light is transformation shining out. And Paul's going to speak to you at this time. Give him a hand. You guys didn't see that coming, did you? Uh, man, who's a... I got to talk about light. I'm going to read the scripture. Matthew 5, 14 through 16, New King James Version. Is that for the New King James or? No. You are the light of the world. A city, man, that's a big statement right there. Imagine that. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your lights shine before men that they may see your good works. Remember that? Your good works. I'm going to come back to that later. And glorify your Father in heaven. Uh, this may not be... Um, you can come up here and give me a back massage. No, just kidding. Uh, 
Um, do you, uh, this is less, a little bit more, uh, this is more rare than it used to be, but did anybody grow up in a place where there was no light, like on a farm? You? Yeah, no, just kidding, he really did. You grew up on a, where, where was it at? Southeast Texas, Texas, nice. In the middle of the woods, outhouse, all that good stuff. No lighting, that, no plumbing. I mean, I, I didn't grow up in that in Lafayette, you know. Um, I think I was good. I love hearing about that because, like, can you imagine light, life without light, without electricity? I mean, electricity is one that you can, you can heat uh, without, sorry, you can heat and you can cook with fire, and that is your light. But without light at night, it's, it's a bit crazy, right? Without light in the world, without light in your world, you think about blindness and darkness and what that means. What does that mean for your life? Uh, I remember when we were in Haiti, gosh, what was that, five years ago? A group of us went to Haiti. And we were uh, north, we were outside of uh, um, Port-au-Prince, sorry, the, uh, the capital city where you fly into. Uh, and, you, and we were outside and we were by a, a Suze Matla, right, was the village. And during the day, it was really, it wasn't normal at all <laughs> compared to here. Um, if you ever have the chance to go to Haiti, uh, I encourage you to do so. It's a separate discussion. Um, but man, talk about being light. During the day, they cook with fire. There's villages that's kind of vibrant, but really sad. But you can tell people are just, they're, they're, they're eating, they're talking, they're communing, just like we would in a much different perspective. But at night, this entire village had no, no electricity. So it, during the day, it looked pretty normal. But we were up on a hill, up our city on the hill in our nice little compound, um, up on way. But during night, you guys remember, what was it? It was pure black at night. And I remember just looking over that city. It's like, that's where we were, I think, because you couldn't see it. But it was so dark, and you would see one person, a stray person maybe with a fire or light that would kind of pop up here and there. And I remember just seeing how there, this, the, the entire experience changed when there was no light. Um, and so uh, can you guys just picture that? Like, you know, what it's like when you, you just don't move, right? What do you do when it's dark? You kind of stay. And you just sit there. Uh, we go backpacking sometimes. And without my light, I mean, I'm helpless. I hope the moon comes out uh, and gives me some light. Uh, but you really do see light in the darkness. Uh, when, the di- when the Bible talks about light, it's talking about truth. Um, it's not talking about literal light, right? Jesus isn't like, you're like Iron Man with a light coming out of you. Um, but you are bringing truth to our darkness um, in, in this world. Uh, the supreme truth is Jesus himself. He is the light of the world. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Without Jesus in our light, our light goes only so far. So I believe we can bring light without, um, um, theologically, I just want to be sound here. We can bring light to the world without Jesus. I think there are good things that people do um, that are theological, that are beautiful for our culture. But I feel like, uh, like kind of like a battery without, fl- uh, sorry, a battery, kind of like a flashlight without batteries. That's kind of like what a light is to me uh, without Jesus, without the saltiness that John was talking about, without really having that fullness. That's where we really bring light and truth to our, to our, um, to our society. Are you guys staying with me? Man, I, I, I feel like I am confusing you guys. It's okay. It's just light. So I'm going to go into a couple things about uh, in order to be the light of the world, our saltiness needs to have value. And what I mean by that, it, it has to be, I've thrown away salt, isn't it? I, it's weird salt loses its flavor over time, but it does. And you just, what do you do? The Bible actually said it throws it out and you just kind of trample on it. Um, but in order to really continue growing in our transformation to become more salty, there's two things that um, I want to focus on today. If, you wanna, if you're taking notes, uh, if you're doing these things, there's two things. One is encouragement in our church, and two is accountability. We had the word uh, rebuke in there. Anybody like rebuke? No. <laughs> Nobody. So we change that to accountability to be softer. Uh, but number one, encouragement. Uh, man, when we're just exhausted, I feel like Hill City Church, uh, this is a launch pad. It's kind of a, a, a landing place and a launch pad. I was telling this to John yesterday that when you guys come in on a Sunday morning, you're here the, today, this is a place for you guys to come and feel like you landed in a place that's your home, that's your community. Do you guys feel that way? I mean, we, we hear that a lot from people that we feel like your family here. You feel like you come to a place. You feel encouraged. Um, and then we also want it to be a launch pad um, to send you out, to send you out into our community. That's not just about coming here and being Hill City Church. So we need encouragement for each other. Oh, man, I just, I, I hope you guys find someone in your life that you can be real with. I bet right now, not to be sad, but like there's probably a lot of people in here you can't really be honest with someone. It's not very common, actually. 
And if anything, that Hill City, if we can be, leave, leave a legacy in Thornton, in this city, it's that, man, people could come here and have someone to connect with and be real with. That you could come and say, I'm really struggling. I have you know, something in my life that uh, is going on that I just, you know, you can come and we can put on a good smile, but man, that we can come in and be encouraged and be open and honest with people. Um, we want to be genuine people. Oh, man, I just think in a, in a day of, I Snapchat last week, but in, a, in an age of social media, can we be, can we break that paradigm and be honest and be open um, and not just post positive things all the time, but be real? That the struggle is real, that there is things going on. We don't have to do depressed Christians and like, oh God, all the time. But man, I want us to be real. Um, and the second thing is accountability. Uh, man, we need accountability in life. We need someone to, to keep pushing us on. Uh, does anybody like to run besides Kyle right here? He's like, I'm just going on an hour and 45 minute run yesterday. Anybody want to join? Everyone, it's like a sort of running group. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, that's too long. But uh, one of the best things to do if you want to start running is, is not to go buy all the good gear and the best headphones and the cool water bottle because it won't make a difference, I promise. Um, I know, it's kind of sad. Uh, but Nike has sold us on that. But the best thing is to either, one, sign up for a race or join a group, right? You guys have joined a race. You, you, didn't, you just started running, right, Heather? Oh, years ago. Sorry. <laughs> one mile at a time. That's right. Best way to start running is just start running. And, um, but man, I feel like um, that just to have a, that accountability, to have that goal in your life, kind of what John was just talking about. Have you set spiritual goals in your life? Or is it just kind of like, I just go to church and we'll see what happens, right? We'll just kind of engage and maybe something good will happen. Maybe it'll feel good some Sunday. But I feel like setting that accountability in our lives is something that we need. Um, remember, this is about light, being light in the world, being encouraged and being accountable to someone so that we can be the light. Um, uh, can you where's where's uh, Gio? Do you know where he is? Can you come up and play some beautiful piano for me? Gio, Gio. He's really slow. Come on, buddy, give him a hand. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Don't give him too much clapping. Don't, yeah, let's not give him an ego. The whole chapter here is just talking, really, Jesus about, he's talking about another way to live. Um, a better way to live, a higher way to live. Uh, blessed are the meek, the humble. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart, the poor in spirit, the peacemaker. Uh, this is countercultural, like John was just talking about, to be a peacemaker, to be poor in spirit, to be, to be humble, right? We're supposed to be on top of the world and charismatic and lead these things. But Jesus actually said, no, to be the light is, is a different way of living. So you are the light of the world. Uh, this one is, uh, I gave a few little perspectives on this, but this is a big topic. Like when you say, Alan, be the light of the world, right? Or you say, Becky, be the light of the world. You're like, okay, I kind of get that. Um, I might be struggling a little bit to make that tangible. I think we understand it from a macro perspective. Uh, how can Jesus be glorified through me? How can Jesus be known through this? Jesus, teach me through this hardship. How can I make Jesus bigger? How can I love people like Jesus? I think we kind of understand it general, like how to be the light of the, what, what that means if you're a Christian. Um, if you're not a Christian, this is brand new. Being light of the world is probably completely foreign to you, and that's okay. But what we really want to do, um, we want to turn this into a bit more real-life application. So in the month of September, we're going to kick off a, a new series. Um, I don't know if we'll call it Light of the World, but it's a, it's a lot more tangible about how do you, how do you actually in your day-to-day -day be the light of the world. Um, I hope everyone needs this because I think we speak a little bit generically sometimes on these topics, so we want to get really deep with you. Um, and um, so we're going to really focus on this piece where it says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. Say good works. Say my work. So my work is what a lot of people think of that as your day-to-day -day thing, right? Your day-to-day -day job, whatever it may be, your station in life. And we'll go more into that. Um, but there are serving opportunities here at the church, and that's why we go through Growth Track, and that's part of uh, fulfilling your biblical, your, um, your, your Christianity. But man, we really want to focus on outside the church for a minute, for a little bit, and talk about your work. Edgar, you as an electrician, what does that mean? What does is, what is your faith and your work look like? Um, and so we're going to spend about three or four weeks, 
and uh, focus on giving you guys uh, a really good, solid foundation of a biblical worldview, our Christian mission, our purpose, our calling. I hear that all the time. I don't know what my purpose is. I know you've talked about this a little bit. Um, what's my calling? And I, we really want to focus on how critical and crucial our work is. And I'm not, you know, from being a teacher to a policeman to a fireman to working at a pharmaceutical company. What does that look like? We all have stations, like even my parents who are retired, you still have work. <laughs> and we're talking about those things and really have this integration of faith and work come together. And I know this might be a bit nebulous to you guys right now and a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit fuzzy, but we'll bring more clarity to it. And it's all about being the light of the world. Um, and so can we just... Um, and I want to just close with this. Be a beacon of truth. Don't shut your light off from the rest of the world. Don't shut your light off. Um, God, you've called us into a place, God, to be in relationship with you. And you've equipped us with talents, with skills, with abilities, God that are not to be turned off, God. They're not to be shunned. They're not to be avoided. God, may we just see right now in this moment, God, begin to reveal with to us our own light. God, that's so needed in this city of Thornton, that's so needed in this church, needed in our local communities. God, your light is good. Your truth is beautiful. And I'm gonna close. But man, this, we, we do this Hill City Church thing. Part of why we named this Hill City is to be that city on, a, uh, city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You cannot hide it. And if you guys just would bow your heads with me, um, I want to extend an invitation uh, to you guys that are maybe, you don't know God or this, this person, Jesus, that we, we follow when we serve. If you want to consider having a personal relationship with him, I'd like to pray for you. Uh, if, that's, if, that's a, uh, if that's an invitation that you uh, want to engage in, can you just raise your hand? And I'd love to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you for your hands. Church, there's, there's people that are raising their hands right now who want to, to know Jesus, to invite him into his heart. Can you guys all repeat this with me if you're a Christian? Um, I know we've prayed this sometimes, but just repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for sending your son 2,000 years ago to have a plan for your, for your children. God, I ask you right now to come into my heart to reveal yourself Reveal who I am, that I may follow you for the rest of my life. God, you are good. You are the answer to my problems, to my shortcomings, to my sin, to all those things where that caused me to stumble and fall short. I love you. I thank you. And I just want to pray for all of us as we look to be salt and light in the world. I'm, uh, I am absolutely 100% convinced that Christians are the best thing for the world. We might think of, you know, I want to look back. I want our, our society, our culture to look back 100 years from now and say, man, those Christians, they made such a difference. Man, I look back and say, remember those, remember that church? Remember those group of believers that stood up in the city of Thornton or Denver or whatever and said, man, they changed things. They changed our schools. They started to change um, poverty. They changed um, what uh, loneliness was. Do you guys want to be a part of that? Where we say it's not just like, oh, remember those Christians? Remember they went to church every Sunday? Man, that is not our legacy. Our legacy is so much bigger than that. Man, I pray for Hill City Church. Um, God has not asked us, has asked us to not lose our saltiness, but to take the effect we can have and let our light shine bright. We shouldn't hide our light, but put it high so God can impact our world. 
This is a beautiful message. Let's shine personally at Hill City Church, at our work, in our marriage, and our relationships, as parents, as bosses, as students. God, we want to follow you, grow in your knowledge, seek accountability and encouragement, and change our world. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for Hill City Church, this part that this this place that we get to be a part of. This is not a, an institution, God, that we uh, that we have created. It's the people of God that sit in this place that make this thing even exist. God, reveal your truth right now in this moment. Reveal it to everybody in this place. Church, I just challenge you today, even right now, to ask God to reveal his light to you and what the light is that you could be to the world. Throughout this week, pray for that. Pray for saltiness, pray for light. God, we don't just come here to exist, God. We come here to follow you, to make an impact on our community. We love you, we love you, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, thank you, guys. Man, we're in this, we're in this together. Say, we're in this together. <laughs> Let's be a light. Um, you know, as always, stay around, stick around, uh, meet some people, get, get, to, get to know each other, as John likes to say. Um, and then uh, there is Grow Track sign up out there. Grow Track is our membership class. If you guys haven't gone through it, I know Gianna and Jeff already signed up here, so thank you guys. Um, and that's starting in about three weeks. And uh, yeah, God bless you guys. Have a great week. You're dismissed. <laughs>